If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. But we're certainly learning a lot more about concussions, what causes concussions, how to spot a concussion, the importance of recovering from a concussion, uh, but also, you know, over longer periods of time, what the impact of head injuries can be. And there's some big concerns, obviously. We're learning more as well about uh, what's known as CTE, a debilitating brain disease that is caused by multiple blows to the head over a long period of time. And we've had some tragic stories out of the NHL, the NFL, and we've seen how devastating this can be. So certainly there's an expectation on the NFL, the NHL, other professional sports to try to make these sports as safe as possible and to ensure that they have meaningful concussion protocol. Now, you can't take the risk out of these sports altogether. And you're still going to get injuries and you'll still get head shots and head collisions and, and you'll still get concussions. But can we reduce the incidence uh, uh, of these? And in particular, can we avoid things getting to the point where we're now into the realm of talking about CTE? Well, to that end, there's some important new research looking at what's causing CTE. And and there's somewhat disconcerting findings because it, it, it sort of takes concussions out of the equation and finds that concussions are not uh, necessary uh, or necessary condition in what causes CTE. That it's really about blows to the head. Even blows to the head that don't cause a concussion can set the groundwork for CTE emerging later in life. So what are the implications of this? Joining us to talk more about this research, what they found, what it all means. Very pleased to welcome to the program Dr. Lee Goldstein. He's co-author of this study. He's a physician and associate professor at Boston University School of Medicine and College of Engineering. Dr. Goldstein, so great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Oh, thank you very much. Glad to be with you. All right. Just so we understand what we're talking about here, as we're learning more about CTE and the effect that it has and what causes it, it, it explain how do you explain CTE to people? Well, um, CTE is a neurodegenerative disease, actually a progressive neurodegenerative disease that uh, has some relationship to Alzheimer's disease, but um, is, is quite different. And in, 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 uh, the same protein uh, called uh, the tau protein builds up in an abnormal fashion in the brain. And in CTE, uh, this buildup is due to repetitive uh, head injuries. So uh, not, not, not only is the injury leading and triggering the disease, but the disease actually progresses just like Alzheimer's disease in some ways, uh, it progresses on its own uh, long after the hits. Because it seems as though there's been a, and, and, and of mystery is the right word, but uh, it, it, it has seemed odd that in some cases we have people who, who had CTE but yet never had a concussion. So does this study help us understand why that may be? Yes, exactly. And that, that was really the primary finding mm-hmm. of, of this paper. First off, mm-hmm. we're, we're seeing CTE 
uh, the earliest fingerprints of this uh, progressive, ultimately dementing disorder, uh, even in, 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 in teenage brains. Uh, this is quite alarming and disturbing. It doesn't mean that everyone who gets hit in the head is going to develop the disease, uh, but it certainly does uh, raise um, alarm bells. And, and what we found in this uh, uh, work, this is seven years of effort to figure this out, um, is that uh, the disease is triggered not by concussions per se, uh, but rather by uh, any hit, whether it's concussive or not. Um, and we certainly know that the overwhelming majority of head injuries that are sustained uh, in hockey and football and uh, rugby and other contact uh, sports, uh, the majority of these injuries do not result in a concussion. The overwhelming majority do not. And uh, we're not paying any attention to those. Uh, that's really the fundamental finding, that it's the hits, not the concussions that are driving the disease. Which seem, might seem counterintuitive, because I think there's an assumption, and, and as we're, we're becoming more aware of concussions and watching out for concussions, maybe we, we've kind of tricked ourselves into thinking, well, if a hit doesn't cause a concussion, then it's nothing to worry about. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's really the um, fundamental uh, implication of this work, is that uh, in some ways the concussion, uh, although uh, obviously we, uh, uh, that, that can be hi- highly injurious, uh, we're not paying attention to um, the many other uh, hits that result in um, uh, brains that hurt uh, uh, that are not being helped. Uh, we're paying attention to the shiny object that we can see and not to the invisible um, uh, injuries that are occurring sometimes on every play. So talk about this study, because it involves studying uh, the brains of some, some athletes who had, who had died, but it also involved mice, because, and I, and I suppose this is where you try to find that causation. How, how do you go looking for that causation? That's right. That's exactly right. So uh, we, we conducted a study uh, back in 2012 looking at blast neurotrauma in, in uh, military veterans, and uh, that study um, uh, got a lot of attention and really changed some uh, thinking about the way we think about uh, the relationship of these injuries to the disease. We found that the, it was the head motion uh, that uh, causes, um, uh, that triggers the disease. And we've taken that now uh, years later uh, to look at um, the relationship to impact. And, and, and here we, we have two different lines of study. One is um, human brains from teenagers, very rare cases, uh, tragic cases, of uh, uh, teenagers who had had a recent uh, uh, head injury, mild head injury, a recent uh, mild sports-related brain injury, and who died either from other causes or related causes uh, soon thereafter. And from that data, uh, we can uh, we found that the very earliest fingerprints of the disease can be seen relatively soon after those uh, uh, after those injuries in teenagers who should have uh, none of these uh, uh, problems. But there, you're right, we can't really determine causation. Does A cause B uh, from examining uh, the postmortem brain? For that, we have to do laboratory experiments. Uh, we, were, we were able to uh, uh, conduct these uh, studies in animals. It's the only way that we can figure this out. And just as we found in BLAST uh, uh, years ago, uh, we've now shown that in impact uh, that even a small number of exposures um, uh, can trigger this um, uh, disease. And secondly, 
there is no relationship to whether or not a concussion uh, is present. We, we can actually see concussion in our animal model looks, uh, uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, neurologically like it does in people. We show that there's no, no relationship. In fact, they're two different mechanisms. So what are the implications of these findings? Well, there are many. Um, uh, first off, uh, we, we, we know that it's the physics that are driving, uh, 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 driving this disease. Uh, so uh, we need to be aware that this is not just affecting people on, you know, kids and uh, uh, teenagers and, and adults on the ball field. Uh, the same physics apply elsewhere, and there are many vulnerable populations out there that would be affected, including uh, the homeless, um, uh, 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 victims of uh, intimate uh, uh, partner uh, abuse, uh, child abuse, um, uh, domestic um, uh, and spousal abuse, elder abuse, uh, incarcerated populations, uh, mil- certain military populations, the list goes on and on. In all of these cases, uh, repetitive head injuries um, are uh, m- much more common than they are in, in, in the population at large. And, and we, we um, uh, would surmise that these populations are also at risk. We are already have evidence in some of those populations uh, where a CTE may be present. We've, we've seen them uh, in postmortem brains. Secondly, um, we, uh, a major implication of this work is that the idea that we should just be uh, revising our concussion protocols and everybody will be fine uh, is mistaken. It's not grounded on uh, uh, solid science or clinical evidence. In fact, we need to be paying attention to hits to the head, whether they be concussive or not, uh, rather than uh, what I, I call the bright, shiny object of a concussion uh, that is uh, glaringly obvious uh, to even the uninitiated. We need to uh, pay attention to all hits. And the only way to prevent this disease is to prevent those hits. And, and in, in kids, uh, teenagers, young adults, uh, where the brain's not fully mature, uh, we really need to be thinking about whether we want to be exposing, um, uh, uh, you know, these un- uh, not fully developed brains uh, in our in our kids and in our uh, teenagers and young adults uh, to this uh, to these dangerous activities. Well, I mean, that has some some pretty big implications for some pretty popular sports, doesn't it? It it does indeed. We're, we're very well aware of that. Uh, but you know what we we um, we we we. we in, in, in kids and uh, teenagers, uh, we, we certainly put prohibitions um, on other activities that we know to be quite dangerous. For example, drinking and driving, uh, other activities. Uh, we uh, decide collectively as a community that we know that um, we need to protect our, our, our children from a, a known harm. And um, I would say that uh, the data at this point is overwhelming. Uh, that these types of exposures uh, fall in that category of eventual harm. I mean, we're, we, we just reported uh, a diagnosed case of uh, CTE uh, with a, a stage one CTE in, in a teenager. This is a, a certainly alarming. Oh, very much so. Well, certainly some very important findings. Dr. Goldstein, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. Thank you very much. There you go. That's uh, Dr. Lee Goldstein, who is a co-author of this study as a physician, an associate professor at the Boston University School of Medicine and College of Engineering. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's important findings, but it raises a whole lot of new questions, too. 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.